This summer we've been on a journey through the Acts of the Spirit, through the book of Acts. And for the last several weeks, we've been exploring the Apostle Paul's activities after he, his encounter with Jesus when he was Saul. And Saul was a wealthy, educated, passionately religious person who hated Christians until Saul encountered Jesus. And then, instead of being against Jesus and his followers, Saul's heart was changed, and so his name became Paul. And now Paul's life is devoted to starting churches and teaching everyone he possibly can about the gospel good news of Jesus Christ. So in our scripture today for our back-to-school blessing service, we are not talking about Paul, but we are hearing words written by Paul in his letter to the Philippians. So I'd like to direct your eyes to this slide. I have a question for all of the younger folks. We have this decal. This is a gigantic decal, a wall-sized decal. We have this decal somewhere in church. Raise your hand, and I'll call on you. Where is this gigantic wall-sized decal? Does anybody know? <laughs> Al knows. <laughs> Jonah, where is it? Okay, Cece, where is it? In the ministry center. That is exactly right. We have these books of the Bible, this books of the Bible decal in the ministry center. All right, so this might be a little harder. I was going to ask you to shout it out. What color is the book of Philippians on this? <laughs> I'm hearing question marks. Blue? Blue? It was sort of. I don't know what color it is on our wall, but I think it's like a turquoise bluish. But here it's, there we go. Oh, we got a pointer. That's great. I, yep. There it is. Philippians. So what, what category is it in? Letters of Paul. That's right. So um, based on this diagram, where in the Bible is it? Beginning, middle, or end? based on this diagram toward the end okay so kiddos take out your bibles find philippians based on this diagram it's tricky because the philippians is only four um four chapters long so it's super skinny and it's right in the midst of a whole bunch of other super skinny books and then um oh, did you already get it roman nice um, oh, Theo, you got it? Nice. Um, if you're, if it's, th this, one of my pastors told me once, General Electric Power Company, Galatians, Ephesians, Philippians, Colossians. And I've never forgotten that, and I, it helps me all the time. Philippians. All right. So we're just reading two verses today from Philippians, and it's Philippians 4, verses 12 and 13. So, 
Does anybody need another minute to find it? <laughs> Do you need another minute? You got it? I hear I still hear pages, so I'll still wait I'll wait a second. Oh, thumbs up. Great, 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 great. I got lots of thumbs up. That's great. All right. Hear God's word from the Apostle Paul's letter to the Philippian church beginning at chapter 4, verse 12. I know what it is to be in need, and I know what it is to have plenty. I have learned the secret of being content in every situation, whether well-fed or hungry, whether living in plenty or in want. I can do all this through Christ who gives me strength. This is the word of God for you, the people of God. Thanks be to God. All right, the Apostle Paul is writing, this letter here is a, um, a letter to a church that Paul loves. The beginning of the letter says, I thank my God every time I remember you and all my prayers for all of you. I always pray with joy. He loves the Philippian church. And this section today, the Apostle Paul is expressing gratitude to the church they supported him they gave him money when nobody else was encouraging him and supporting him the Philippian church did so Paul as I mentioned a minute ago is out starting churches and he's on a missionary journey and he's telling everybody about Jesus and he and and he's had a tough time he's been through it Paul's been through it we read in another part of scripture from Corinthians, 2 Corinthians, he gives a list of some of the things that he's gone through. Five times, he says, he's received 40 lashes minus one, which is a death sentence. To receive 40 lashes is a special whip that they would punish people using. So 39 means that you're, it's officially not going to gonna kill a person so he five times he received just less than fatal three times he's been beaten with rods paul says one time he's been pelted with stones people threw stones at him three times he's been shipwrecked one time he spent a whole night and a whole day out in the open sea so maybe like floating on a piece of a ship. He's been constantly on the move, so like didn't get to go home to his own bed. He's been in danger in the city, in the country, and at sea. He's been in danger from people, his own people, people he didn't know. He's interacted with people trying to steal from him. He's been in all, all kinds of danger from people. 
He's gone without sleep, without food, without water on occasions. And two years, if you read the rest of the book of Acts, which we haven't gotten to yet, for two years, Governor Felix kept him in prison because Governor Felix wanted to talk to him. Wrongly imprisoned for two years because Governor Felix liked what the Apostle Paul had to say. So he kept him in prison and would call for him when he wanted to just chat. But we don't see in our passage today Paul despairing or complaining. He, he's just chill. And, and in Philippians, the, the first verse we see, Paul says, I have learned the secret of being content in every situation. The, the word content here is mystery. I've learned the mystery. I've learned the secret. I've learned what it takes to be content no matter what in any situation. Paul keeps on trucking and he's willing to face any situation ahead of him. How does Paul do that? How do, how do we do that? How do you do that? Our back-to-school blessing theme this year is, you got this. This is what you're going to get for your backpack tags. You got this. This is a common phrase that we use to encourage each other. I have attended my fair share of cross-country races in my parenting career. You got this, parents say to motivate the runners as they're running by. You got this, parents will scream. But the question is, do they? Are they actually going to make it to the finish line? I don't know about you, but I don't think I could run around the block. And we're hollering to these kids that are running by, you got this, you got this. Students, if someone says to you, you got this, you got this, about something you're concerned about, does that make it so? Oh, yeah, I got it, you're right. Starting a new school, <laughs> I'm seeing some no's. <laughs> Starting a new school or making friends or passing a hard class or facing the bully again, you got this. Staying out of trouble, getting along with your parents or your siblings or your teachers, you got this. You got this. Paying tuition without working or working and keeping your grades up. You got this. Not being anxious or fearful or angry or self-harming. You got this. Adults, fill in the blanks. Fill in the blanks with your own challenges. Does someone telling us, you got this, make it true? No. 
Well, in our scripture passage today, you got this, most certainly is true for the Apostle Paul. Philippians 4.13, Paul says, I can do all this through Christ who gives me strength. All the things that God has put before Paul, regardless of financial cost or physical harm or emotional hardship, spiritual struggle or temptation to sin or mental challenges, all of it, whatever Paul is facing in life or ministry, he has done it and he can do it through Christ. Because Christ gives Paul the strength that Paul needs in order to keep on keeping on. The mental, emotional, and physical strength. You got this, Paul. Yep, he does. Because Christ has him. And Christ has you. Christ has you. That's the secret. That's the mystery. That's the secret of Paul's contentment. The mystery that Paul speaks of. It's a contentment as you face your circumstances no matter what. As you head into any situation, you too can do what Christ puts in front of you through Christ who gives you strength. You got this. You got this. You got this. Because Christ has you and is giving you what you need to navigate your circumstances. Even if those circumstances don't look like what you hope for or expect, which is what Dorothy Call would have said over 50 years ago. How many of you know Dorothy? Raise your hand if you know Dorothy Call. A lot of people raising your hands. That's right. Dorothy is worshiping online with us right now, and she knows that we are um, talking about her. Hi, Dorothy. Hi, Dorothy. Everybody, wait. Turn around and say hi, Dorothy. Hi, Dorothy. Some people call her Dort. On September 10, so like in two weeks, Dorothy Call is turning 90. And she's having a birthday party, and you are all invited. It's information's in the bulletin. Dorothy has six kids, and 53 years ago, when Dorothy was 39 years old, and her husband was 40, tragedy struck, and her husband died. Dorothy was 39 years old and a single mother of six. Dorothy has seen hard times. 
This past week, one of her dear granddaughters, Elizabeth, passed away. She's really sad. She's really sad. But when you ask Dorothy how she's doing, Dorothy's response is, life is good. That's what she said this week. Life is good. She said, this is a hard time right now. But life is good. Like the Apostle Paul, Dorothy can do all things through Christ who gives her strength. Dorothy is turning 90. I wonder if she'll live to be 100. She plays games on her iPad. That's what she was doing when I walked in her room. 90 doesn't stop her from doing that. She's electronically with it. She plays games on her iPad. She crochets blankets for newborns. She spends time with her family, and she worships online with us every week here at Creston Church. Dorothy loves Creston Church because Christ is holding Dorothy and giving her the strength she needs. We can say to Dorothy, you got this. Let's all, let's all turn to Dorothy and say, you got this. You got this, Dorothy. And because Christ is holding you and giving you the strength that you need, we can say to each other, you got this. Look across the aisle. You got this. How about some enthusiasm? You got this. You got this. That's right. Whatever you face tomorrow or the next day, or the next, it will be okay. God loves you, and Jesus prays for you and advocates on your behalf all the time, always, in this life and in the life to come. Jesus Christ died on the cross to atone for your sin, and to conquer death once and for all. And Jesus sent the Holy Spirit who resides with you 24-7, not a single second are you without the Holy Spirit. What does that mean? What does that mean that you are never alone and you are constantly embodying the love of God through Jesus Christ who abides with you through the presence of the Holy Spirit constantly? What does that mean? It means, ultimately, you got this. Let's pray. Loving God of grace, because you have us, we can say, like Paul, we got this. We don't know what it's going to look like. We might have to let go of our expectations. 
but we can say, we got this, because you have us. And we can rest in you, and we can walk boldly, covered in the love of Jesus. We give thanks for this past year of ministry where you have done unexpected and surprising things and amazing things. Your spirit has been with us constantly. And we are grateful. I pray for each person in this room and in particular each young person who goes back to school school already started but continues to go back to school with this fresh start college starting tomorrow I pray that they each be aware that they are not alone that you are with them give them a calm and a comfort through your spirit and give them joy give them joy may the joy of you God be their strength may the joy of you God be all of our strength in Jesus name we pray amen <laughs>